in my time at Kilmarnock Football Club. I'm sorry I didn't win you a trophy. But I'm telling you now, as I stand here in front of three stands with Kilmarnock supporters, bye-bye Rangers. And next season, next season, make sure when they come, it's bye-bye Celtic as well. Because this is Kilmarnock. This belongs to you. And the most important thing, I said no trophy. For me, I take this. This is my trophy. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, he's given us a clock back. So Steve oh! And this is the penalty that will take Trevor Chalice and Shrewsbury back into the football league. And he makes it. Seeds of absolute jubilation around vast areas of the Britannia Stadium and Shrewsbury Town under Jimmy Quinn have made the quickest possible return to the Football League and it's they who will join Chester City in the third division next season. Listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Killy Shrew View, two clubs, one love. And this week, we've got a special edition. Uh, so, myself, Martin, and as usual, Rob, co host. Uh, we also have a guest this week, uh, which we'll introduce in a moment. Um, but first of all, um, you know, Rob, we'll introduce you first. So how are you, Rob? Yeah, good, mate. You're right. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, as we were just discussing before we came on, uh, the weather uh, pretty much like Britain, uh, typical British weather. And at one minute, yeah, you think you're in Spain or Dubai. The next minute, you think you're in Ice- Iceland or Norway. Yeah, um, it's just. <laughs> typical British weather oh, um, but what have you been up to anyway been up to much no not a lot really mate I had Monday Tuesday off luckily when it was when it was pretty hot and then just back in the office and chill this weekend really so um, obviously the next few weekends it's all going to get going again isn't it so it was, I thought I'll uh, throw in a, a chilled weekend this weekend before before we get cracking again yeah. well just remind me Rob what's happening weekends are we, is it football is it is yeah it something like that yeah, something something like that, that. Yeah. brilliant super the real the meat and gravy back to back to normality oh thank god uh yes <laughs> um killy obviously have been in the action a bit early as you know with yeah. the cops and all that um obviously they got through yesterday so we'll talk about that in a minute uh so so listeners in um obviously listen for this uh this podcast is really going to be covering um a two clubs one love um sort of uh episode as well uh, we have simon who is a bradford fan as well as a kilmarnock fan uh, so simon hello hello thanks for having me no problem simon thanks um we'll, we'll go on to uh how you you know support bradford um for your sins as well as kilmarnock and <laughs> uh like you know like, like us you know you probably go through more uh bad than good um, but that's that's the sort of rock and roll life of a football fan at the weekend. But um, yeah, just give us a brief introduction to yourself there, Simon. Uh, uh, yeah, so I've been Kelly fan pretty much all my life since probably 94 was my first game. 
Kelly. Um, like you say, support Bradford now, uh, but we'll get into... Um, well, not support Bradford now. Uh, obviously still support Kelly, but we'll get into that uh, later on. Um, don't know what else, what else do you want to know. Well, um, give us give us a fun fact about yourself. Some of the, some of that no one doesn't. Maybe not many people know. <sighs> Apart from your beautiful beard, that's not as good. As <laughs> long that's longer than mine. I'm still growing mine. Ah, uh, it, it needs taming. It needs taming. Um, ah, oh, I don't know. Um, I once served Colin Montgomery a Scotch pie when I worked in Morrison's. Don't know how interesting that is. That's really cool. That's, that's, that's all right. That's, that's, that's something we all don't know, probably. That's yeah. fine. Do. Superb. Well, we'll get into the meat and gravy of the uh, football then. And uh, we'll talk about how you got to Bradford. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, I got into Bradford sort of by accident, really. Um, I moved down to Leeds after uh, uni for work um, 2013. And I couldn't afford at the time to come back and see Kelly every week. So it was, I didn't drive. Um, train tickets were extortionate, oh, and at the time it was a, uh, it was sort of just in between. Was it Gary Lachlan, Alan Johnson era? So like, nah, coming pretty, coming pretty back up, him, yeah, coming back for that wasn't exactly um, too motivating. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah, so I sort of just sort of did a bit of ground hopping and. Um, uh, went to Elland Road, obviously living in Leeds. Um, went over to York. Um, my grandpa used to live in sort of the Portsmouth area. He used to send us up kits when I was a kid. Um, so I went over to York when they came came to town. And then I was meant to go and see. I think it was Halifax versus Bromley, and on the Friday night, um, I went to go buy tickets for it, and it was twenty eight quid for a conference game. Oof. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my thought exactly. <laughs> so I was like, nah, see what else is in, uh, see what else it was. And I think it was, I think it was Wolves that they were playing Bradford, and it was twenty quid. So I was like, nah, let's go see, let's go see Bradford, and I, I, it was brilliant. Um, that was what, what, league, what league were they in then? Uh, league One at the time. Um, yeah. Oh, that'd have been the season. Shrewsbury would have been in that league then. Like Wolves won the league that year, wouldn't they? So, yeah, uh, and yeah, you're, the, you're the only one in this chat who's um who's been to see their club. They're talking about in the Premier League, anyway. Aren't they? Bradford are in the Premier League. Shrewsbury never been uh, there, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I went to go see them, and I think they lost one 0 say or two 0 But it was just a great atmosphere, and it was it was almost like Kelly, but a lot more people there. It's a, a sort of nice family atmosphere, and um, the Bradford fans had a very similar dislike to a certain Lee Griffiths, which always uh, warms the heart. Yeah, um, no, can't, can't can't disagree more. Can't <laughs> disagree more. Uh, but yeah, ended up. Um, I went back. Uh, can't even remember who they were playing. Um, went back again, and when the season after that, they. They introduced 149 pound season tickets. Ah, that's right. Either and quite cheap. I, I, I don't think Bradford get enough praise for the season ticket prices. I think, I think it's now six years that they've been under 200 pounds um, <laughs> on the early birds. I, I, 
I don't think they get the praise that they, they deserve for that. I think it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I got a season ticket. Um, got to meet a couple of sort of folk that sat around, around me, went for a pint, got to know a few more people. And then the first season I supported them was um, that season they went on the massive FA Cup run. So I was sat there like thinking this is absolutely magicless. Get to the playoffs, um, which is something I'd never experienced in um, sort of uh, Kelly before. Um, so obviously, at that point, um, we were sort of a stronghold in the Premiership. Oh. Um, yeah, um, so I went on some mental journeys that season. Um, and I went to the uh, went to the Chelsea game where they beat them four two. Is is that the game where a certain Andon Hall Andrew Halliday got two goals as well? Like, I'm sure I, so. I, it was definitely one goal. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I, that, was, that was when Mourinho's um, home record went, wasn't it? He'd been unbeaten at home for years, hadn't he? Yeah, um, that was. To be honest, I would probably rank that above most Kelly games apart from cup finals and the Abroth game. Because that, that was that was something I my jaw was on the floor on the on the bus back up the road. And it wasn't Cricket. a youth it wasn't a youth team either. They had like they had a I remember that they had like Didier Jogba playing and Lampard, you know, yeah, like, like, so even like Cahill scored first goal for them. I can't remember who scored second, but yeah, it was that was one of the best away days I've been on. It was brilliant. Um, I think the only the only game I didn't go to in that FA Cup run was um, the Millwall away game. I, I I just wouldn't give them money for loved loving the money. Like <laughs> I, it, it could it could be Kelly playing Champions League final at the den. I wouldn't go. Um, yeah, but, you would. If the money went to Millwall, probably wouldn't he? To be yeah, fair, yeah. to be to be fair, I understand your reasons for that. It's um, yeah, I totally get why in that case. Um, but no, I mean, Kilmarnock. Um, we've had some great times, but like you say, um, you can't beat going to um, a top team. I mean, it was, was it Chelsea won the Champions League in 2012. They were. You know, They've been up there, won titles and that. And like you say, Jose Marino, top manager at that time. He's obviously still a top manager, but, you know, he had a top team as well and full of internationals. And for a League One team to yeah. to go there and, you know, not just scrape it, but to score four goals, you know, that, yeah, that's... Well, I, think, you know, I think that I always forget about that game is they were 2-0 down as well. I remember, always I, remember, I always remember texting my dad because I was... I was sort of joking with him being like, oh, I'm going to see Cup upset today. And I remember texting him at 2-0 and I was like, this is going to be about 6 or 7-0. I, I think it was 2-0 after about 20, 25 minutes or something like that. And I was just like, nah, this is... I've just wasted a ton of money coming down for this game. Should I just stayed at home? But nah, it was brilliant. Um, and that's the beauty of supporting a team like a Bradford or a Shrewsbury or a Kilmarnock because... They're not expected to go and win. Well, Kilmarnock have had a good pedigree in the past, but in general, like nine times out of ten, you get the usual teams that are up for it most seasons, and you know even in the league. So when you do have that odd league run, like the playoffs, or Kilmarnock yeah. getting third, or Shrewsbury, you know, nearly getting promoted to the championship, it's moments like that you've got to savour because you know, I mean, 
there's been so many bad years since so it's it's great to have dreams like that and yeah you've got to savor those moments haven't you yeah 100 percent. i think uh i think that's the thing i love about sort of supporting killian bradford as it is it does make those big wins uh that more special um that I've only in my lifetime I've only seen Kelly win three things. So Scottish Cup ninety seven, uh League Cup twenty twelve and uh so obviously League last season. And I, I wouldn't swap it for the world because I I would just get bored of it if my team would just I know I know it sounds really cliche and it's probably somebody's listeners probably just with the car absolute tin pot like if if Kelly were winning every season, you'd be loving it. But there's, I think, if you were winning every season and it was like competitive, it'd be all right. But when you're looking at sort of Premier League, um, North and South of the border, and you've got two teams running away with it by Christmas, it's it's the same old, same old. Like, yeah, I had this take it for granted as well. I had this conversation with a Rangers fan today. Um, he's actually a decent Rangers fan. There's not many of them, uh, <laughs> but no, he's. I was. Those are those are the views of uh, Martin, not of uh, Simon and Rob. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can assure you, Rob, that Simon will be on my side of the fence when it comes to that conversation. Hundred yeah, um, percent. If it was Celtic, if it was Celtic, not they're they're not too bad, but Rangers are just a different. Uh, I, I don't know. I think they're both cheeks the same arse, in my opinion. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Rangers have got a bigger cheek, though. To be fair, yeah, I would say they're just about that. Uh, let's put it this way: my five-year-old will not be going to a Rangers game with my season ticket this year. Celtic, yes. Rangers, no. For the simple fact that they're animals. But wow. anyway, um, I <laughs> I was speaking to him today, and you know, um, he was saying about like. Yeah, the top two as well. It's always the same. And, and I think Robbie Nielsen, Hearts manager, came out and said he's going to split the divides. And, you know, fair play for having the balls to come out and say it. But for me, it's always the same. Uh, Kamarnock did it when they finished third. They were top at beginning of Christmas. And I think they were second going into a new year. Um, it's when that new year hits. Uh, the, we, we've not got that fitness. or the, I don't think it's even the fitness. I just think it's the, the squad size and the budget. Um, you know, when they have that winter break, it just... Exploding hearts have done it, Aberdeen have done it where they've been in the top two or, or been top, and then you know they just fall on their ass after Christmas. And it's just that, like, say, that power of spend and budget. You know, we did well to finish where we did and finish third, but yeah. it's never, I don't ever, ever see that top two breaking, if I'm honest. No, I don't see no. that, and you're right. So, no, I, I do think just on that, so that like, we were we did top the league for all of. What four days last season after the was it the Livingston game? I top the league, yeah. But I do think for me that's probably that season's going to be one of the biggest ifs in Kelly's history because I'm still adamant that if we held on to Greg Stewart, as I'm still adamant we'd have challenged for at least second that season. Yeah, most definitely because you think about Boyd and and was was it Boyd and Brophy and they were great together, but uh, we had Leo when he was. You know, he's he's not going to be. Um, he's never going to be. He's, he was okay in 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 one or two patches, but yeah, if 
he had Stewart, that would have been the game changer. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, we've had the same, haven't we, Robert Shrewsbury, where you've Very had a great so. team, but you've just had, you haven't had the attackers or we've let good players go. And when you build a good team, it's like, that's, that's the problem when, you, when you're a small club as well. Um, yeah. You better play it. When you do have that one good season, it's not like your, your Rangers, your Celtics or your Sunderland, your Sheffield Wednesdays, you can you can have the money there to go and just be like replace those good players and still have a good team. Whereas if Shrewsbury lose a couple of good players or as evident Kilmarnock did, you struggle to replace and we've still not replaced Greg Taylor and Sods from that season. We were really good at right back and left back. Saying that, that Arsenal player looks good on loan. We'll have a chat about that. But yeah, it's just it's just what it is. But that's no, good it's good to see that you support um it was, I was actually intrigued with the Bradford story, so it's quite good. And and like you say, Bradford um, have not been given enough praise, according to what you're saying. Uh, and I think it's it's good to show that, like, you, you've gone to uni. You, I mean, now with Shrewsbury, they've not got a big sort of spread of teams around them. Well, they have, but they're, like, I mean, you could have easily gone and, gone and watched Leeds United or, or maybe Sheffield United or whatever. But, you, you know, you, you went to Bradford for a reason. It just sort of happened. You could have gone to that Halifax game and something could have been different, but, you know, happened to be Bradford. And then you, you took the initiative of the cheap tickets and, um, yeah, they should be commended for that because it's not just... There may be a family uh, or whatever in the future that does exactly the same and thinks they did move up to the area or something, but oh, a cheap tickets, local team. And then before you know it, you're buying into another fan. So, no, it's, it's definitely... Um, I actually didn't know anything about that price structure. That's so so good. Yeah, it's, it's no, it's, I genuinely I've not heard of that. It's silly. Like I'm I'm paying this season. Um, the only reason I broke my my city season ticket was um, I got a season ticket the, the full season that Steve Clark was at Kelly um, when we finished third. Like, I, I spent so much money in train tickets that season. It was disgusting. Um, <laughs> worth it though, wasn't it? It was oh, worth it. Like, <laughs> That uh, the Livingston game we talked about earlier when we we'd finished top of the league ended up I think it was like a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night. I, I ended up I getting uh I ended up getting the train up to Glasgow from Kelly that night, staying in the Euro hostel and then getting the five o'clock or the six o'clock train from Central to uh, Leeds to get into work for nine the next morning. I was I flew down the road that day. It was brilliant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you you mentioned it, but I don't don't know if you if you're interested in hearing it. But there is a there's a kind of funny reason why I didn't go back to Ellen Road after my last visit. Go on um, and tell us some more less. So I've been been a couple of times to Ellen Road, and two of the times were sort of during summery months. So it was just shorts and t-shirt weather. Um, second time was sort of closer to um, the end of November and I went with a couple of guys from work to um, I think it was, it was Huddersfield that were playing and we went in for a couple of pints in town before I um, don't know if you've ever been telling Road but it's a bit of a walk outside the city centre yeah, so it it's about a two, two, three mile walk so we went for a couple of pints in town before we headed into town and the only scarf I had um, was a Kelly scarf. So it was just the sort of traditional blue and white, um, uh, blue and white uh, scarf. 
and <laughs> went on to a pub. Um, it's been taken over now, um, but a pub called Spencer's, uh, just off uh, one of the main streets in Leeds. And what I didn't know at the time was it was a sort of an old-ish Leeds casual pub. So it was like all the sort of die-hard Leeds fans going there. So I walk in here and then I just feel everybody staring at us. <laughs> and I'm the like, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just like, oh, it'll just be like, I'm I'm not a regular. I've not been not been in Leeds long, so obviously I'm not a familiar with familiar face to this lot. And then a guy comes up to me and says, uh, "You're fucking brave showing up in here." I was like, "What about?" <laughs> you, you can think you can probably tell where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> he turns around and goes, "What are you wearing that for in here?" So I, I'm sat there and this pub in Leeds. My workmates have gone up to get their round in. And I'm sat there frantically trying to show this guy like my Twitter, being like, Look, I'm no Huddersfield fan, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I, I ended up, uh, ended up sort of like calming it down with him. And he was sort of like, Oh, like, like what brings you here and whatnot. But like, there was still that sort of awkwardness of like folks there. And I was like, Nah, I need to get out of here. And then oh, uh, on the way to the ground, there's another pub, and a guy spotted it, uh, spotted the scarf and turned around and said, uh, you best be careful, sort of coming up here. And I was just like, oh, right, here we go. But no, I ended up getting into the ground and getting out alive. But yeah, that was uh, wasn't isn't the best. It, isn't it weird? I, isn't it weird? You uh, can't go into a pub with a scarf around your neck, eh? Yeah, God, shocking. It I, I, I did, it just sounds like um, a scenario, like you know, football factory where uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's having a piss, like, and it's like that, that, they they, they wade into the toilet, and it's like, ah, what's your name? It's like that, Dorian, fucking Dorian, <laughs> 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 fucking sweating, like, and then and then the phone rings, and it's like, well, we'll see who you really are, and then it's like, ah, is, is that Dorian there? He's like, ah, you've had a right touch. And I was like, ah, I bet that's what you were like, Simon. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, uh, the arse was definitely twitching for a good hour or so after. <laughs> I, I bet, bloody hell, I would be as well. But um, it's, it's true, isn't it? Like, it's just mad, but that's, you get that up here, don't you, with uh, Rangers and Celtic bars and all that. It's, um, I suppose, I suppose you just don't know if, you know, like, say you just go to a game. That's it's natural. I'd, I'd have done the same, to be fair, if I was going to a pub. Yeah. I, to be fair, though, in the, I think it's pretty clear in there. Most pubs, which is a Glasgow, uh, which are sorry, which are the Rangers in there, which is Celtic you, you, pub. You don't usually, <laughs> you don't usually, need, you don't usually, usually need to um, even go in. You can just hear it from a distance, which one's yeah. which. Um, so yeah, Rob, you should come up sometime. Like you've, uh, you're saying you're gonna. And yeah, I'll I am. Take you to a, I'll take you to a proper game, like. <laughs> I look forward to it. Saying that, you'd have enjoyed the A United away last season. That was a cracking game. No, it's last last season was um I, I, I was shamefully only made it up for two games and sort of one of them is the obligatory glory seeking uh our, our game. So uh <laughs> yeah, it's sort of post COVID it's been a bit difficult getting home for games. So I can it's, 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 it's good that you go to Bradford. It's good that you got Bradford down your door. It's a bit like me. Like I'm, I'm sort of like roles reversed of yourself. So I obviously moved up in 2012, and um, you know, Kilmarnock's my sort of team. And my wife's dad, you know, he's a Cully fan, and it just happened to be that's what it was. But all your, all your mates, I don't know if you're, you're the same down there, but like 
people say to you, so who's your team up in Scotland? And is it Rangers or Celtic? <laughs> That's what they said to me. And I'm like, oh, nah, just, just come on it. But yeah, who's your big team? And I'm like, come on it. Yeah, nice. Like, yes. Painful, painful when you have to uh, explain, but I'm I'm dead proud of it. Like I love supporting Kelly. I mean, I go on holidays, my shirts, and you know, you see the. I was over in Spain last month, and it's like Rangers, Celtic, Rangers, Celtic shirts in Spain, you know. And then there's me st- sticking out like a sore thumb with my Kilmarnock one. Yeah, no, it's it it's a bit annoying because it is it's obvious like they don't they don't care much for the Scottish game down here. I think that's one thing I've learned. Um, Aye, nice. like, there's been a couple of times when I lived in Leeds uh, and didn't have Sky we're trying to get a killer game on and our pub was like pulling teeth because even if mm. it was uh, there was once I went into a pub and tried to get a was it Kelly Mullerwell were on telly and there was no other football on and they still wouldn't put it on for us I was just like, yeah. the TV scheduling down here is not unless, good for well, I mean, unless, unless you can watch any Celtic or Rangers game it's always uh, on isn't it yeah that's that's what they, they I I got rid of my Sky recently, um, and uh, the guy tried to keep me, and he said, "Oh, I, I noticed you, um, you, you know, you live in Scotland, you miss all the like, you know, the Scottish Premier League games and all that." And um, I said, "I know." I said, "It's a shame, isn't it?" <laughs> and he <laughs> yeah. said, he, "He said, he said, oh, you just support," and I was like. Uh, come on, like, oh, you, should, you, don't, you don't want to keep it. And I was like, you clearly don't have a clue about Scottish football and Sky Sports in Scotland, then, do you? So you yeah, might as well just call it Rangers <laughs> and Celtic TV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't remember the last time Kelly had an away game on TV. Mm. I think the last time last time I can remember was um, was it St Mirren game uh, in the Steve Clark season. Uh, oh, uh, the Monday night game, wasn't it's, it? Yeah, but it's uh, it's very, very few and far between for because you obviously get you get the obligatory old firm season ticket um Aye. games, but you might get the odd home game against Hibs or Aberdeen, but you don't get Aye. many many away games. So we'll, we'll we'll move on. Um, we'll talk about we're going to talk about Bradford, but we're going to talk about Shrewsbury as well. Um, in terms of like we'll, we'll just ask you the question then. So, can you out of Poppy Red, can you, can you remember a certain Bradford or Shrewsbury game that you may have gone to, or, or one a result that you may have remembered that you didn't go to, but you can remember it well? Oh, I think probably my favourite Bradford game, going back to um, going back to that FA Cup run, was the home game against Sunderland. But there was just that. Like, such a buzz around the city that weekend. Um, packed out Valley Parade in to get like a 2 0 win. But it was, it was sort of stuff dreams are made of. And it was just to see that obviously I'd only been going to city for about seven, eight months at that, t- that point. But just to see so many people around us, like just seeing what it meant to them, and it was absolute limbs. Absolute limbs. Um, yeah. Because to, to be fair, I was going to say, like you supported Bradford at a time where they've probably really not played Shrewsbury that many times. Because played them in the cup the other year, didn't we? Yeah. Apart yeah. from that, though, we played at home and away. They, we got a, they drew at our place, and then Dave Edwards scored the winner at um, at theirs, didn't he? 
And I remember one league game against Bradford that really did my head in, and it was Bradford were three 0 up against uh, Shrewsbury on a Tuesday night, and then Ockenberry scored a hat trick and brought it yeah. back to three each. And uh, I mean, he scored a couple of sublime goals. Free kick, and then and then and then in the ninety fourth minute, Bradford won, and I'm just like. Ah, that just summed up our season on the records. Um, yeah. And that was, funnily enough, that coincided with a decent cup run where we beat Stoke City away. Um, but that's the only sort of Bradford game I can remember where we lost. I mean, I have very good memories of Bradford. Um, but it was just before you supported them. Uh, and there's a certain Canadian guy who was like Terry Dunfield and he scored a 30-yard screamer. And then, because it, it was like literally two days after Christmas, and it just like you know what it's like in New York, so like in Bradford, you'll know yourself with the snow, like it's dead deep, like you know. So it was just snow was all pushed to the side. And it was must have been one of only like two or three games on that day. And I just remember Terry Dunfield scored a thirty yarder. He's not renowned for scoring like for goals, let alone thirty yarders. And he just dived in front of 200, 300 Shrewsbury fans into the snow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember it was, it, was, it was so good. But I tell you what, the Bradford, like, some ground, it's, it's weird. It's like built on a hill, isn't it? Like, so one bit's so much higher than the other. Yeah, it's it's a really odd stadium thing. They got, um, what I understand is they got kind of get shafted by the sort of two stints in administration because they had um obviously who have been to I previously the cop in the main stand which is like I'd probably say it's similar to sort of Celtic Park for the sort of big domey uh arena type and then you've got two Lego stands. It just looks <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so so off. But I think um they had like a compulsory buy in the house. He's behind the away stand, but they've obviously gone into administration and um, council now on Valley Parade, I believe. Oh. Uh, so it's not really something on the the books to get that sorted. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll talk about um, like towards the end. We'll talk about sort of what your thoughts are for Bradford next season, and then obviously with Mark Hughes and who's been brought in, but. Um, We'll uh, talk about ex-players then. So <laughs> this was like, as I was saying to you at the start, Simon, uh, before we like went live. Um, and I said this to Rob last week. So I was playing football manager and as I do, I was like getting a bit bored. I was like, right, did an update and I thought, who am I going to be? And I was looking at the list and I happened to come across Bradford of all teams. And I was like, oh yeah, Harry Chapman's there now, isn't he? So I was looking through and I was like, ex-Shrewsbury, ex-Shrewsbury. And there were six ex-Shrewsbury players in the current squad at the minute. And um, I was like, wow. And the only reason I thought that was because we were getting a slagging because we've now got something like five ex Coventry players in our team at the moment. Coventry so, B. Yeah. So, like, I was like, now, well, Bradford are like now the new sort of salop B team. Um, but yeah, so then I mentioned it to you last week, didn't I, Rob? And yeah. we were chatting about it. And by chance, obviously, Simon's now on here because he's a Bradford fan. So, yeah, well, I mean, you, you'd have obviously seen who you've signed in that. Now, Harry Chapman um, was, funnily enough, uh, linked with Kilmarnock, wasn't he, in January? There was 
the odd murmurs of him coming up, and I was getting excited after his spell at Shrewsbury. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, never material, materialised, and he stayed at Burton. But, um, yeah, I mean, out of contract, and again, Shrewsbury were, like, hoping they would get him. But the thing with Harry Chapman is he's, um, he's a home-from-home person, you know, he and um, he... You know, he misses a north and that, and obviously Bradford location-wise makes sense. Um, and plus, he's by the looks of it probably can have a bit of enjoyment in League Two. Um, what do you know of Harry Chapman, um, and, and what do you think he'll do for you this season? Do you think he'll improve that team that you've got? Uh, to be honest, I've never seen the lad play. So, if you're excited that he was on his way to Kelly, I think we could have a good signing on our hands. I think he's, he's a midfielder, isn't he? Yeah, attacking he's midfielder. Set, yeah, midfielder. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll he'll slot in pretty well. Um, I went last Tuesday. I went to friend against Sunderland, and down the wings, City were actually pretty decent. But sort of going through the middle, they were sort of missing that connection. So if he's if he's an attacking midfielder, I think he'll fit in pretty well, yeah. and he'll hopefully be able to link up with. I don't know if he ever played with Lee Angle, but hopefully he can link up with another ex player. Lee, Lee, Lee Angle, fucking hell, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a player we we uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't exactly not miss. Um, oh, all right. <laughs> Rob, 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 the thing, the thing is though, players move on, go to different clubs, and improve. And to be fair, he's one of those players that when he came to Salah, I thought, oh, not a bad player because he did all right at Peterborough, um, and he was quite a young lad but he just came at the wrong time because of the, the season that happened and the manager we had and I, I don't know things may have been different but you know if he links up well with Chapman and that and I suppose at the end of the day strikers need good players that can provide um, you know provide the ball and he's like a playmaker I mean what would you say Rob you, you describe uh, Chappers for us um, the best Shrewsbury town player that has never played in front of a fans because he, he signed in the January when um, we, it was all behind closed doors. And um, he was absolutely amazing for five, six months, wasn't he? Um, only scored screamers. Every time he scored, it was top corner from outside the box. Um, dragged our season by the scruff of a neck, which was going absolutely nowhere and, and pulled us to safety, really, didn't he? So, um, I was going to say, I think, I think we would have got relegated if he didn't come. I think so. he scored, like, I mean, his goals weren't just goals that were... In game, you know, they, they if you add his goals up to to points wise, mm. it'd be interesting. That I might have to go back and have a look at that. And also, Simon, I'll send you uh, clips of his goals. I think the best one was AFC Wimbledon at home. The ball just yeah. came to him from a corner from twenty five yards out, and he just hit it first time, bent it in the top corner. And mm. he's one of those players for me who's not reached his full potential and is still at a good age. And I mean, League Two, Bradford, big crowds. You know, if the crowd get behind him. He's got he's got lots of tricks in his box. The only thing I would say about him is he can be quite a bit lazy. But as long as you've got players in the middle that can support him, a bit like a Gary Decker and an Alan Power, hmm. you've got that Chapman who can play. You know, but then you've got someone who can play a free role, so you don't got really to worry about that. He's one hmm. of those players that will win you a game. But if you're away on a cold Tuesday night and you're struggling, you need all eleven players. He's probably sometimes not the best player to have. Um, no, no. I mean, he... Um, impact player. But. Yeah, and um, 
he didn't really do it last season for Burton either. So it might makes you start questioning whether he only he can only do it when there's no fans present as well. <laughs> I'm only Maybe. joking. Nah, he's a good player. No, no. He, I know what you're saying about the laziness though. Um, there was a couple of games where he got nitty gritty and he got took off, didn't he? Um, yeah. But no. I mean, you can forgive that when I mean, yeah, you'll see the, the goals later when when Martin sends them to you. But um, yeah, it was just screamer after screamer. And and that's the thing. It's it's one of those really. It's like you'll you'll take him. He, he, he'll go on a run and score three or four goals and you, you win three or four games and then you may you may draw and lose one and he may have a couple of stinkers but for if he did, if he played like that all season you're going to get more or less more points on the board with him and than not so yeah um i would say his fitness issues is probably his main it's probably the reason i wouldn't say he's maybe lazy is probably harsh on him i would probably say it's more his fitness issues is more than anything um, and I think part of the problem was he was at Blackburn and kept getting loaned out and wasn't really given a chance and mm-hmm. he wasn't feeling at home whereas Bradford's more north yeah. location it, it's one of those where it could really work for him or it really or it's, it's just another you know one that doesn't but yeah you, Brad, you, Blackburn certainly... really Blackburn really thought a lot of him as well because every time you thought that all of a sudden he was going to be available on a free they'd give him another year and that happened two or three times so they obviously didn't want it. They want to cling on to him because there must have been something there. But in the end, it, he he ended up going, didn't he? Yeah, it's just, it's. I was I was. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I was shocked he went to League Two. I thought I think he's, I think he's good enough for League One. So that in itself indicates that you know he's he'll be too good for League Two in my opinion. So you've got a definitely you, you'll you'll get at least six or seven goals and probably six or seven assists from him um, if he plays. A full season, maybe even more than that. I think more, yeah. Fifteen, I would say fifteen to twenty in goals and assists in a yeah. full season yeah. if fit. So if and that's if he if if he plays to his full potential, that's what you'll get. Um, but like you say, he did have a poor run at Burton, but again, I don't think he was really in the team. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those ones. But um, yeah, Lee Angle. Uh, what's your thoughts on Lee Angle? Then just out of interest, because Shrewsbury fans, I mean, you know, weren't too keen on him, but. I've not, like you know, I've not seen too much apart from the sort of friendly last Tuesday and highlights. But he seems, he seems to get in about the mix, but he seems to be far too greedy and far too whingy. Left the ball. <laughs> there, there was a there was a chance, um, chance in the counter, and he had a man either side of him, and he took the defender on. Did a couple of little step over a flicky guff like that, and then just hit the ball straight at defender. And it's just like you're a guy on the side of you. Like I know you're a striker and you want goals, but uh, if that was in the league, I think the crowd would have been a little bit more, um, a little bit more sort of reaction than they were. Um, but there's been a couple of times you can see, um, seeing the. Uh, Sort of the highlights where a ball's not been squared across, and you can just see him flailing his arms about and being like, "I was here," and it's just like. But if he get if he keeps getting himself about and he keeps, um, I think I think the Bradford fans, as long as as long as somebody's given their all for the strip, they'll always get behind them. I've I've never seen, I've never seen um, a city team getting booed off the pitch. Which is something that I've seen many times at Kelly, <laughs> but uh, that 
Yeah, I think he's if he can if he can get in amongst it and get at least a dozen goals, I think it'll be a good a good season for him. Um I don't think he'll be um I don't think he'll be number one striker because I think we've just signed um that Oliver. Um Oh that oh, I'll tell you oh, I'll tell you what, right? Bradford have got a good team going because yeah. again, he was another player, Shrewsbury were chasing um from Gillingham on a free this summer. Um and every time a striker was mentioned or whatever or possibility, yeah. He just felt as though he was coming to us. But again, I'm surprised he's another player that's dropped to League Two, but then it's again it's- location. Location. Um I mean who when you get offered a three year deal and you're in a good location. It doesn't matter if you're if Sheffield Wednesday offered you double the money uh, for one year. Um, you know he's getting to be with his family for three years, security, and he's probably on a decent wage at Bradford anyway. So it's, I mean that's a fantastic signing. And again, if Chapman um, is is putting them balls in for him, <laughs> it could be a lot of goals. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully we get to see get up yeah, to uh, get up. Back up into League One again. Well, we've um, at work. We have um, like a sweep every year, and we all d- decide between us the winner of every league, and we put like a couple of quid on it in a, in a pot. And we've actually picked Bradford for League Two this season. Just uh, oh, there we go. So yeah, there don't don't let us down. Oh. So, so what what we what we saying then? So Shrewsbury for League One, Kilmarnock for the Premier League, and, and Bradford for League Two. Sod the sod the old fair, yeah. like, you know. We're, sure we're going you, for it this year. I'm sure you get a good treble on that. Bloody hell. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, the cash the cash out will never be anywhere near though. No, it won't. <laughs> Worth a quick though. Worth a quick. No, no. But um, I know. I mean, to be fair, Chapman is the standout one. There was one at Shrewsbury that really was one that probably got away that we never really saw the full potential of. And again, I don't know. It's Mo Ice's brother. Um, uh, is it Ado Abu? Abu. Uh, Abu. Abu. Abu Isa. Now, he's got a lot of pace on him and he's got, I mean, for him, I don't know too much what, what he's been doing at Bradford since, but again, he's another player that, you know, on his day, got pace and that. Um, he didn't really get a chance with us, did he? No, nah, he didn't. He didn't. Is, yeah. um, is, he, is he a sort of player that... Um, you know, is exciting to watch. Do you reckon? Is he? Is it? Have you seen much of him? No, I've not. I don't think he's featured much for um, City over um, over the friendlies. Um, I think he might be. He might be one for sort of rotation, and mm-hmm. sort of like the uh, Carabao Cup in the Pizza Cup. So. The cup that everyone loves. Yeah. Uh, I think you were talking about earlier about not liking the uh, the group stages of the Scottish League Cup. I think I think the Pizza Cup is a million times worse than that. Uh, it's... See, see, see the Premier League Cup though. A couple of are jumping in with that. I, I, I like the knockout stages because it's proper cup competition and not because you know we we could have got Annan Athletic or Falkirk over the gone because it's a knockout stage, mm-hmm. or, as well as it being Rangers, Hearts or Celtic or whatever. Just for me, the group stage it just gets in the way with um, with pre-season and, and especially with the amount of injuries we've had. Mm. Um, it's not really helped for our preparations, and for, uh, it's good in one way, it's not in another. But it, for me, like I sort of I have to laugh at Lee Johnson's comments. Um, 
because of what he said. But I do get where he's coming from, but I yeah. can say that because I wasn't the one that was happy when we beat Clyde 5-0. <laughs> Whereas he was, so, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those, isn't it, where for me, I think, I think it's more the fact there's not really a bit of a crowd there either, um, at the home games especially. Yeah, I think I think it's a sort of... I think it's sort of a case of you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with the uh, um, with the, the league cup. Because in in Scotland, there's not there's not enough teams to have two cup competitions. I don't think. I think the if you take the league cup out, but you keep you keep the challenge cup for the lower divisions, so that they've got like a cup competition for. Not that they don't have a realistic chance of winning the Scottish Cup, but let's be honest, that they're not going to get too far in uh, in those rounds uh, or later rounds even um, I just I, I can see the appeal of the group stage but I can also, I get your point about it getting in the way of pre-season that there's been seasons before and arguably this season as well with McInnes it has maybe been treated in a sort of pre-season kind of way, because we're not playing, with all due respect to everyone but Fissel, we've not exactly been playing quality teams, so you can play your your younger and experienced players against in the sort of last half hour against Fraser Brad and Montrose and Stenny. Um But I think it's I think the group stage is definitely just one for the fans, though. Um, I think you can't complain too much about it, because at least the the SFA uh, or SPFL, whoever, whatever authority runs it, have uh, tried to make something different with it. I try to make it a I bit mean, more appealing. Like I think yeah. it's if I was up, if I was back up the road, I'd have probably gone to Fraser Brown and Trolls. But it did cross my mind about going to Montrose um, last week, but I ended up getting COVID, so I, I couldn't go anywhere. Um, but uh, for me, it's definitely just one for the fans. Like, I think as a fan, I would rather go to a, a competitive um, game against uh, like Fraser Brother and see us playing. Sheffield Wednesdays under twenty ones or whatever. I to be to be fair, it's probably the way I look at it as well. On a plus side, is you do get to um, obviously trial players in a competitive game, um, and there has been some plus points. Um, but it's also good because then the more games you have, I suppose, the more you can suss out your tactics. You can suss out what players you probably feel aren't ready. For first team action and also if you get on a good run and go unbeaten it's good going into the season rather than having two or three pre-season games that you know like under Alessio I think we had like a couple of pre-season games if, and same with Alex Dyer and Tommy Wright you know they were just there wasn't really that many whereas we've had the Spanish camp we had Largs before that and then mm. we've had friendlies before and after and to go in to go unbeaten in the friendlies and the and the cup Okay, we lost the penalty shootout, but we still didn't lose in ninety minutes. So we scored in every game as well. So I suppose that bodes bodes well. I think that that's one thing I definitely change about group stages, and I think you 
touched on this last week about the penalty shootout. Right, get oh, that in the bin. In the we, bin. we said that, Rob, didn't we? Imagine yeah, doing we did, that in the yeah. World Cup. I know, I know. Uh, I, I can see, I can kind of see why they've done it because it it stops the whole goal difference um, sort of decision making when it comes to because it's obviously it's top three group winners are seeded, the rest are that, and then you've got top three of the best runners up. And I, I can I can understand it from a logistics point of view, but nah, I just. I know it's, it's like Italy don't Italy Italy. have a good record in penalties anyway. I was, so. was going to say, just we, we, you know, we're as bad as England when it comes to penalties. Uh, so, you know, so we, uh, we definitely scrap that. But no, it's what? definitely one that we should uh, we should we should get rid of. But um, we'll we'll go on to so so Rob, um, was you at the Burnley game? You was or was you in London? I can't remember now. No, I've not done any of this in uh, the preseason games since Telford. Um, uh, I, think, I don't think anyone did the Cardiff game. It was so bloody hot, wasn't it? I well, no, that's it. We we played Cardiff afterwards. Yeah, so Cardiff. Uh, the best part about the game was the um, handing out the free water. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Labels on it, but I'll tell um, you what, though. Before that game, if you'd have said to me, right, you can bet on one score here, it was always going to be nil nil in that heat. Oh yeah, I know. I mean, t- to be fair, like. The weirdest part of the game was um, they had the blue kit and we had the red. That's that ridiculous red kit uh, that was patched off. I mean, we were talking about how Tim put our um, replica kits are and, and yeah. the fact that we hadn't got anything. Uh, and then it looked like we weren't getting anything. I mean, this time last week we said like it's going to be like end of August before we got a kit. And then before yeah. you know it, it's um, out. Yeah. Bang wallop. You, in actual fact, I didn't even know. I was working. You text me. I was on my break and I was like, new kit. And I'm like, oh, what? New kit, so I'm like straight on the Twitter, and I'm like, oh, very nice. Yeah, I like it. I I love it. I mean, I I sent it to my wife, and I said, "What do you think?" Because she always likes looking at the kits, Killian Shrewsbury ones, and she she gives it a sort of rating and a judge herself. And then she's like, "Mm, "I'm not too sure on that, but I I like it." I mean, yeah, mine don't like it either. I like that everyone's saying about the collar, but I don't mind the collar, and I like the the sleeves. I think I think um, Toronto uh, Shrew or our boy over there, he was mentioned about how it, it would have had the nice umbro on the sleeves and that just to give mm. it a bit more. And I thought oh, that was a good, that would have been probably made it a wee bit better. But it's not bad. It's it's good to have an actual proper decent kit. Um, just glad umbro. it's out. I'm just, I mean, I'm looking forward to the away one because I'm one of these that don't mind all the home kits, but sometimes they get there are too similar. Um, Do you know what? I didn't know. like. I didn't mind that red one against Cardiff. You know. Oh, you're having a laugh. Oh, I, thought, no. I thought it was all right. I know what I know why you liked it because it looked like you were watching Liverpool. Well, not, <laughs> not maybe maybe not the football, maybe not the football, but no, definitely know, not. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh no, nah. I seen. You I, can't, I seen you can't get it until after the first um, home game either, so I no know. one can wear it at the first home game. I, I seen I seen you though. You, you're saying you like it, and I've seen a few others saying they actually like that. Release it, and I'm like, no, nah, stinking. I would never. Ever. Oh, I won't release it, but nah. it was all right. Yeah. Nah, nah. It was nah, better it's... than the uh, better than the pink and black one last season. Pink and black. No, 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 that that was that was awful. But no, that red was worse. <laughs> so I, that, that's how that's how stinking it was. Um, but you know, you know See what, what I mean, best... Simon. We were saying we don't agree, agree on everything. <laughs> the, the, be, the, the, the best away kit we had was the Argentinian one, the away one. That was a quality piece of mm. material. That one. Yeah, that was a few years ago, wasn't it? But I like the stagecoach one that Kilmarnock have released this season. That's a quality one. The, uh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. bus seat strip. The, bu- yeah. the bus seat strip is absolutely. You actually like that, Rob, don't you? Um, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like this one that I've got on there now. That's from last season. I quite like that one. Yeah. 
it's not a bad one. But um, yeah, so Umbro released our kit, and I'm like, I'm absolutely buzzing because I feel like the season like feels proper now that we've had friendlies, we've got transfers in the window, and we've got a kit. You know, it feels like we're actually. Yeah, I haven't got my season somewhere. ticket yet though. Oh, well, well. Um, I'm I sure. I'm sure it. you. I'm sure. Uh, to be fair though, the uh, the first game's what two weeks in it. Well, yeah, just start, under, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just under. So I'm sure they'll sort it before then. But um, got an easy cup game against Carlisle. I think is it after that as well. So mm. got a good start to the season. In fairness, I, I reckon Morecambe, Accrington, and, and, and Carlisle in the League Cup. You know, there's should should go through to the next round, and we should pick up a minimum four points. So I'm quite excited. I just feel that we need a bit like Kilmarnock. We need a left-sided player uh, yeah. in defence, and I would probably say another striker. Yeah, I think maybe so. Maybe even maybe even a midfielder. I would say even another midfielder. I would probably say that definitely two players, if not three players. Yeah, well, that, and and you saying that is worrying in itself because um, Cottrell said there's only room for one more to come in unless we have anyone leave, and then it'll be one in, one out. Um, you, you, you know what though? I like Aaron Wilbraham. He's like a thinner, um, fitter version of me. <laughs> you know, with the old, he's got rid of the old barnet now, and he's nice and nice, nice and shaved. So, Aaron Wilbraham, and he looks like he could still play up front. I reckon he should uh, sign on for us. And then it's better than Bowman. Bowman for me is frustrating because he's, oh, no. he's that, in actual fact, Bowman was awful. I actually remember a game he played for Motherwell against Kilmarnock and um, Steve Clark era, and he was absolutely woeful. And it was it was actually him and uh, Curtis Main up front together and uh, they somehow managed to score against us and went one nil up and i was like, oh my god how are they one nil up but then we won three one and as simon mentioned greg stewart uh, ran the show in that game um but yeah i mean ryan bowman for me he does all right Shrewsbury, but he just he's one of those players that's do you remember andy cole like at united they signed him and he scored like 15 16 goals but he had about five chances before he would score it's a bit like ryan bowman you know he could easily have thirty goals or twenty goal plus, but you know he just he just kind of finish in, in easy positions. And uh, I mean, I mean to be fair, Kilmarnock have had plenty of those through the years. Yeah, so have <laughs> so we. So I'm think, sure Brad. I'm sure Bradford have had the same as well. Yeah, I think I think that's the beauty of supporting a smaller team as well. Is like it it does sometimes feel. Especially um, if you remember back to that infamous day where Lee Clark um, signed about twenty-five people in a dog. Uh, <laughs> with that inf- the the infamous uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, eleven the eleven the line dock. Yeah, yeah, that was that was superb. I think, I think that's I think that's the beauty of supporting a smaller club because you get some like really good signings, but then you get the you've been playing football manager too much and. Uh, Somebody's obviously scored like twenty goals a season in that, and it's like, oh, let's have a wee look at his uh, highlight reel. Yeah, uh, I, I always like when you sign a player and they put up the video. They never put up shit clips; they just put up a two-minute video of how good he is, but they never show the ten minutes that he's shite. <laughs> <laughs> so you you think this guy's a great player, and then all of a sudden it, it's a bit like that famous Southampton player that Graham Sooner signed. Oh, George, George Ware's cousin. Yeah. yeah, he meant to be the dog's bollocks, and he turned up and he couldn't even put his feet on his, his boots on, let alone play football. I was like, oh, like, oh my god, man! Like, but you know what? That actually leads us on. I'm, I'm actually because we 
this is the last sort of part before we talk about prediction. So we're, we're talking about sort of J- Jordan Jones. And funnily enough, that Lee Clark uh, picture with the 11 players had Jordan Jones and Koulibaly at the front. Uh, and those two are probably the best players out of the 11. Mm. Uh, Will Boyle, funnily enough, was one of the players. And he he's now playing for Huddersfield again after he got released from them. He I think he's signed for them. So, um, But yeah, I mean, Jordan Jones, wow. Um I mean, for me, I'm just going to say my piece first and then obviously, Simon, I'll let you say what you think about him. And Rob, right. you can just listen and enjoy the Jordan Jones scenario. Okay. Um, so, it, it, uh, most Kelly fans believe he's a Rangers fan one minute and a, a Wigan fan or a Sunderland fan the next. But anyway, you know, he had pictures of Graham Sooners on his wall and, and Tommy Wright and... <laughs> <laughs> as a kid uh, but anyway uh, Jordan Jones is um, he makes the team better um, for, for me he was a stupid idiot um, who a young wee sort of fud uh, best way to put it uh, when he was at Kilmarnock um, a great player on his day but he, he he lacked a bit of common sense and probably still does but he he he, he from a football and from a footballing perspective, we haven't got the speed in the team before he came, and he he gives us that threat. To, so if we're on need need to get the ball up the field quick, he's a man to sort of get us doing that. Um, he, he wins free kicks. He he annoys the opposition. He can wind them up. When he's on his game, he's the best player on the park, I believe, uh, in the attacking sense of Kilmarnock. Um, people may disagree on that, but. He gets people off the edge of their seats. That's not something that's happened at Kilmarnock since Steve Clark left. Um, even when we went up last season, uh, it was only the Blair Alston winner that really got us off our seats. Um, I've never like I felt like we're going through the motions last season um, in most games, and you, you need that sort of player to really run at players. And Fraser Murray, to to a degree, improved under McInnes and that. So it gives us a nice balance now, and it's good to even see Armstrong. Um, getting a bit of an improvement in pre-season, but he's still got a lot of work to do in, in that he's very inconsistent. But in terms of Jones, for me, Lafferty, if he's fit, they're not only sure. If they're in the right positions, they'll get more goals. Um, you know, and hopefully we're going to see the best of him. And uh, But he has had... In, I can see why players have... Um, not players, sorry, fans don't want him back because of his uh, We Are The People comment. And that, but he's a family man now. Um, he's, you know, like I say, he's grown up, he's matured um, to a degree. There may be a, you know, he, he probably, no, I don't know. You'd like to think he's matured in that. And I think McInnes is the right man to maybe, a bit like Clark, someone with a word in his ear, if he is maybe not performing, he might be the right man. And I, I think McInnes will if players aren't pulling their act together, we'll drop them as well. And that's so, and, and McInnes believes in him from what I've read. So for me, it's, it's a very positive signing, but it's one of those where it's a loan. So if it doesn't work out, it's not a loss, I suppose. Um, but it, it's, it's a good chance in, 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 the, in the respect as well. So what about yourself, Simon? Us, you know, what, what do you think? No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think the whole, I think the way he left the club, I, I was annoyed at it, I'll be honest with you. 
Um, I think yes. the thing it wasn't it it kind of was the tweet that annoyed me, but it was the way he went out after the tweet. Um, like a lot of fans still get hung up about the whole "we are the people" stuff. Um, like what most fans probably have removed from their memory was after he he got his redemption goal against Rangers, the winner in the two-one game just after winter break. He stand were chanting "We are the people," so I know it was all tongue in cheek and that, but it was ah. sort of like. He never played after that. Kind of far, but, Clark saw but yeah, that's, that was weird. It was like I, he won and then that Clark just dropped him. I think that was the Steve Clark. Um, I think that was the sort of Steve Clark mind game sort of thing of it. I think he had a word in his ear after, uh, after the whole scenario was like, I'm going to play against Rangers, go sign, go show them why they've signed you, go show the fans that you're still going to give all for the club in the next six months or whatever it is. Um, and then, yeah, just don't play him again. Just sort of, almost as a sort of punishment. Um, he did play a couple of games after the Rangers game, but he was never himself. He's, he's, his head wasn't in it. And that's what annoyed me the most. Um, but he's back at Kelly now. He's a Kelly player. There's nothing I can do about it. So as long as he gives his all for the strip, I don't care. Um, he said the right things and he's sort of coming back interview about how he made mistakes and he's learned from them. Um, and his performance yesterday was brilliant. Can't, he, can't argue with it. Uh, like you say, he, he adds to the start at 11. Um, I think he'll take a lot of stress off Fraser Murray. I think last season he was run absolutely ragged trying to play both wings and he was never he'd switch wings but the ball would always go to him sort of thing for the crossing um from what I've seen anyway. Um and that'll probably give him a bit more sort of freedom to sort of express himself a bit more. But uh, as long as Jones gives his all for the club, don't care. If he starts with the he starts really pissing about again, like then I think fans will turn on him. And I think fans will turn on him very quickly. I think on on the subject of Jones though, I, I think I think Alan Power as well, he's had a he's had a bit of a a gentler bringing back. Probably I'd I'd probably argue he deserves a bit of the Jordan Jones treatment off the fans as well, the way he left the club. Cause he I'd I'd, I'd probably argue that Alan Powers was worse than Jones. Because he left the club after relegation. I don't know if that was because Tommy Wright didn't want him or anything. But I think you don't that, you don't leave a club that you've just been relegated uh, from and just don't acknowledge it in the slightest. For me, for me though, I, I I disagree on that. And the only reason I disagree on that is because Power, I believe Power wanted to stay at Kilmarnock, but I think from what I've heard, and you know, it's like I don't know, you never know if it's true, but from what I heard. Tommy Wright um, with the older players didn't get on with the older players and there was fallings out. And that's not just with Lafferty and that's the reason why I, I don't know whether Lafferty, because Lafferty will do what Lafferty does. <laughs> yeah. um, but he wanted to stay and maybe if there was a different manager, he would. But he, he jumped at the chance to come back 
um, because McInnes was there. And, I, and, and it's the same. Powers come back again. He, he jumped at the chance. He didn't have to think about it. Yeah, maybe because they're in the Premier League. Obviously, Lafferty, they were still in the Championship and not really at the top at the time. But it's... Uh, for, for me, even when we were playing that season, there was a couple of games I, we went went to and Tommy Wright was there and we were thinking of Rafe Rovers and we were Polworth, who hopefully he's improving this season. He's getting a bit of a chance and might be a different player, might be a new signing. But when he was playing and Chris Burke was playing, they were looking over to the bench at Tommy Wright and there was like disagreements even then. And that's Chris Burke as well, you know, someone that you don't associate with someone that really bitches and moans and that. And you could see he was getting frustrated. So for me, I think that there was a possibility there that Power um, maybe just didn't get on with Tommy Wright and maybe... Yeah, I don't know. But, Might, could be, could be not. At, at the same time, you don't, from what however he went through with the club, like highs and lows, you don't not acknowledge the fans at least. Well, true. But, that's for, I, for, no, for me. No, it's no. just like yeah, even that's... even Gary uh, Gary Dicker, who is Aye. at the end was getting all sorts of abuse on. Twitter from fans. No, that was uh, that was. But, he, 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 you could see in the stand he was injured and had the moon boot on, and he was. Yeah. You could see he was in tears, like you know. And that's a guy that's gone and shifted away from his family from Brighton not to Kilmarnock mm. for five years. He was, he was the stonewall of that team. He was underrated in that team, in my opinion, massively. And he had one season where the whole team was crap, and he just got the flack for it, um, along with others. If anything. You know, Broadfoot should have got more flack than he should than he deserved. Oh know, but... yeah, I I never want to see. It's, I want to did, see his face again. You know, did you see Pascali? Loved my tweet. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I, love, I love that. He, uh, he, he even added me, so he, he must he must have loved it that much. Yeah. He loved it that much. He liked it. Uh, so that was I was like ah, Pascali, you're the man. But it, yeah, so that was a bit of tongue in cheek from me. But to, <laughs> to actually see Pascali uh, add me and then like it and then comment back, I was like, that's brilliant. But yeah, um, yeah, no, Jordan Jones, he will excite. So, so Rob, um, have you ever experienced uh, when watching Town a player that's had a sort of that bad relationship of an ending where he's been a good player? And then fans are split on, um, yeah, and 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 then and then you know would would come back. I'm just trying to think of someone there at the top of my head that that's probably left. And we've had a lot of players who haven't performed for us. They've come with either good reputations or they're good young players, done absolutely nothing, and then moved on and done well. Um, you know, for instance, off the top of my head, Ivan Tony, um, Tyler Roberts, um, Dan James, Dan James. I, Ivan, Ivan we got Tony. Really done. Ivan Tony's well. a weird one, isn't it? I mean, look, Man United are rumoured to be signing them, but well, you know, that's yeah. uh, that was a that's a strange one. That, <laughs> but yeah, there's not there's not um, really any players I can think of too much. The only one I would probably say, would you remember back in League Two when we had Ben Davis? Yeah, and um, he went to Notts County in the same league as us. Um, yeah, when when all the money came money in, when Svengo yeah. and Eriksson was there, and then all of a sudden he he got he got an absolute slate, and I would probably say that's the closest in terms of whether we would accept him back a season or two later. But yes, I'm just trying to think that we'll have to we'll have to have a, a rack our brains on that one. But no, yeah. um I reckon like you say Jordan Jones will definitely um improve our team this season. I'm quite excited uh, for next week to watch him. Um and I, I the, the thing is we talked about Berkey there, but you gotta think Armstrong and that will hopefully improve um and well as Murray, but 
with Jordan Jones there, he can play anywhere across the two wings or in the in the number ten role. But I think Burke being there will maybe um, help as well with McInnes in terms of having a, a sort of calm calmness um, and a sort of maybe teach their what you know to keep him in the right line. Maybe what do you think on that, Simon? Uh, how much involvement will Burke have in the first team? Is he not the under-18s coach? Uh, he's under-18s coach, but I do think that like he but will have a part to play in terms yeah. of the first team as well. I think he'll be there or thereabouts at times. And, I, and just with him being in the club, you know, I think he will. Yeah, like, like... So, sorry. No, no, I, th- I, just, I just think he will have maybe a bit of an influence. You know, he's in the building, so he's going to be there in, in, in and about the place. Yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. I think Berkey's always going to be a, a great person, um, both personality-wise and knowledge-wise, to have around the team. Um, I think it's brilliant he's coaching under-18s. I think that's something we've lacked a lot recently, is sort of getting players in and actually playing. Like, you look at, um, prime example, that's Dennis Cameron. Like, I think he's had three seasons in a row now where it's this pre-season sort of make a break for him and then he right. ends up on loan um, like I hope that does. Hope that isn't the case this season and he can sort of fight with um, Shaw for sort of number two striker um, I don't think he'll challenge Lafferty I don't think Shaw will challenge Lafferty but I think, I think with Berkey I think it's always it's always good to have that that head in where you know you can go and um Chappie's door, and if you get any sort of, if you want any feedback for like training sessions or games or whatever, um, so I'm hoping he, I'm hoping he is involved to that level. I'm, I'm not overly sure how much he will be involved though. Are you right? We saying because obviously Dave Watson uh, coming in the centre, uh, you know, another young player, and then you've got uh, Stevie Warnock as well, another sort of wide player as well. So. Having those sort of players in and about um, the first team as well with Burke and I, because for me Burke, like he he knows how to look after himself and what to do, the, the right things and that, and you know just just in terms of his ed- education and his experience and that that's you know more that that's such as vital as having the attributes to be a decent player as well. Yeah, for sure. So I, yeah. I think there's a lot that um, the wing players can learn off of him. Oh, I definitely. And I think Armstrong, from an interview I looked at, he he was quite impressed. Um, to it's, it's obviously working alongside Berkey and sort of tongue in cheek, sort of says you'll have to get uh, a word in here with a gaffer about starting more games. But I reckon we'll see more of Armstrong this season, hopefully. Um, yeah, definitely put a strong case up for uh, getting involved in uh, Saturday. Him, right. him, Jones, and the young lad from Arsenal were storming the right hand side. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen the highlights yet, but I, I, I've seen I've seen people on Twitter saying that this player is the best player I've seen of a debut in 26 years alongside Alamenko and, and Greg Taylor. So mm. that speaks volumes as to what this player could be like. But then we've seen it before where we've had players coming in, they're good young players like that boy from Palace and um, that Zach yeah. Medley from Arsenal. But it brings a lot of pace to the team. And obviously McInnes, for me... He has a lot more contacts and seems a lot more. He's he's got more contacts than let's say Alex Dyer, I'd say, and probably Tommy Wright to a degree as well. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Um, 
I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with the Arsenal lad because I've um, I got an ex colleague who's an Arsenal season ticket holder, and obviously as soon as you see somebody's name being linked to a club, you go and yes, somebody that you think would be in the know, and uh, his his response was, um, I, I basically said, is he any good? And his response was, doubt it. Um, he's never in the list of uh, never in the list of any of the players that will make it into the first team. So if he's, anyone, he was he was he was on the bench in a Premier League game though. So he's um, he's obviously in yeah. one game though. But I, I did exactly the same to my mate Luke. I sent him the link, and he just said, "Never heard of him," to be honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you know, you know, you know what? That's fine because like you know, if you put. Arsenal will soon hear about him if he plays well, but well, if, any, if anyone from Arsenal's listening, he's absolutely hoaching. May as well just oh, yeah. release him. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you, do you remember that with Zach Emin last season? Middlesbrough fans were like, oh, "How's he yeah. doing?" I was like, oh, "He's shy. He's cost us loads of games this season." <laughs> but it's, I'm so glad to have him back. But what an absolute gutter to have him missing. But to be fair, Sam Walker for yeah. me, some people are like, "Oh, he's not that good," but I seen him against Queens Park away last year in the cup uh, home and away actually but he was i mean we, we were awful that game and scraped a one nil win but he was phenomenal like in the away game um and captures in it so he and he's he's had an education at chelsea he's been at Reading and colchester in england mm. so for me he's he's better than doyle and, and rogers let's put it that way <laughs> yeah uh, uh, i will always die in the hell of colin doyle um, as a as a a goalkeeper, as a bantam, um, I, the one I, the one the one pound goalkeeper. Uh the one pound goalkeeper now. He's actually goal. back at he's actually back at yeah, yeah Bradford now, isn't he? He's a uh, player coach. Following, yeah, following me about, but no, I I like Colin Colin Doyle's a cracking goalkeeper. I think I think the final let him down at Kelly was the shocking shocking defence in front of him. Like, uh, yes. well, when I, in front of you, then yeah, I suppose. Like, call, like the thing I always remember with Doyle, and this is this is why I, I I love the guy, is he played um, he played uh international for Republic Ireland and Turkey on the Friday night, and paid for his own flight back to play for City on the Saturday. <laughs> and he I kept, I, I believe, he kept a clean sheet that day as well. Nah. So. That's, right. that's commitment, robbing it. What do you reckon to that? Absolutely, mate. I I do the odd uh, last minute trip on the train, but nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. That is well. Fair play. We're coming. We're coming near the end of the end of the sort of uh, show. But what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to throw out some predictions for next weekend. So first of all, I'm going to do Kilmarnock Dundee United first. Um, we've got some injuries that are coming back. Hopefully, hopefully, laugh it. He'll be there. Ash Taylor should start. Um, the only one that's probably going to be missing, Zach Kamen or possibly Fraser Murray, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. And, uh, yeah, our fancies to uh, start the season off with a flyer. What about you, Simon? I think I'm, I'm going to be slightly less optimistic. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I think... Mm, okay. I think we've, we've got a couple of injuries, but I, I don't think will struggle. Um, the only thing that concerns me is the three at the back. I, I, I think we're going to get caught out with that too many times this season. But I know there's a few times last season where if we'd played 
again, no disrespect to the championship side, but if we'd played a, a team with a better attacking um, quota, I think a few wins would have turned into draws and draws into losses. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of them, but then the, 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 for me, you've got to have that balance in a back three, and I don't think we have. Mm. Where, well, I think Lewis Mayo will be in a good one, a good addition. Ash Taylor sort of sits right in that middle for me, but I just think for me, Joe Wright is too similar to Ash Taylor but um, in that respect, and they don't have that pace. But you don't need to have that pace as long as you can read the game in that middle three, but you do need another player. For me, Sanders is one-footed, so he would be the ideal one. I would say would be much preferred on the right, but I don't think he's going to use him. Hmm. You've got that boy from Arsenal as a wing-back, but then it's that left-back. I, I don't, I wouldn't trust Walters as far as we've thrown, and neither Hodgson. They're both honking, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it's it's a shame with Waters. Um, I, I don't know why we went back for Hodgson, um, nah. personally, but I, I feel for Waters. I think, I think we coming in and trying to follow Greg Taylor for the um, coming in through as a youngster. The boy from QPR, the boy from QPR, Hamalai, I thought he was decent. He was not, mm. you know, he's, I thought he was good going forward, especially. I think, and, and the thing is, he had pace. So for me, I just think you need a similar type of player. So if Elabusi, or if that's how you pronounce his name, has, uh, has got a brother, a twin brother that can play as a left-footed side defender, then we're on to a winner, but um, we could always t- we could always take Rob Nurse, couldn't we? Yes, as George Nurse, Rob, couldn't we? <laughs> Don't you start. We've already had this for a minute. <laughs> Tractor boy. <laughs> so um, so yeah, no, we 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 like Shrewsbury. We desperately need. Well, I, I don't think Shrewsbury desperately need one, but we still need backup. Whereas we actually need a first, you know, a first team starter there. I would say that's our weakest area on the pitch. Um, I still believe we need another striker because Lafferty's thirty-five soon. And then Ollie Shaw for me, is he going to score the goals he did last season against better opposition? He started off all right, but again, he's playing the similar. He's playing opposition that he, he should be scoring against. So if he gets the chances, um, then hopefully. But I think we'd need like a Greg Stewart type of player, don't we? Um, to sort of complement up front with the likes of Lafferty, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that one. So for me, they're the two key areas, and I've banged on about that for the last couple of sort of well, last week really. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I can see why you'd probably go for that prediction because again, we don't know what that team's going to be like. But if we get off to a great win, um, it goes well because going into the next two, it's the old firm. Um, so we and I would like if we, I would say, what would you say? I would say four points minimum out of nine. Would that be a fair start if we got that? Would you be happy if, with that? If we got four points out of nine, I'd be over the moon. I, I, it's, I, I know this is sort of the sort of old school mentality, but I, I'd write off old form games before mm. that. I think, I think I've been to, or probably it might even be the case that in that time supporting Kelly, we've probably beaten the old firm more under Steve Clark. Than we have anybody mm. else. Well, that, that I mean, Rangers, uh, just, Rangers was ridiculous. I mean, we beat Celtic a couple of times, and even away from home, we beat Rangers as well. And mm. you would never, ever, ever, in any other team in the years I've been supporting Kilmarnock, think, "Oh, you'll go to Ibrox or Parkhead and that, and then get a, you know, get a win." So, no, I totally agree that you can you can take those games as hits. Um, 
Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what our record is at Hearts, who we have in the cup uh, as well next, because we have a cracking record at Tynecastle. Mm. But it'll be interesting to see how that materialises, because their team is a much better team than what we've ever faced previously in the last yeah. few years. So. And they've just uh, they've just added Shankland in the last couple of days, so that's yeah, that'd be, uh, that blast. gives me uh, <laughs> that gives me that gives me the fear of our defence. Nah. To be honest, no, nah, he's a he's a he's a top striker, and he scored two against Stoke yesterday. Uh, Rob, by the way, just to let you know, next week's opposition, Dundee United, were away at Fleetwood yesterday, and guess guess what? Fleetwood won two one, and guess who got the winner? Oh, I don't even want to guess. Josh Vella. Yeah, of course he did. Mercenary. Ne- never scored. Never scored. Aye, Josh Feller, the player uh, Simon that said he was staying with us not once but twice at the end of the season. Took the when... contract on holiday with him. Yeah. <laughs> didn't sign. D- didn't sign it because he didn't have a, a pen. It wasn't working. Oh, did he take mm-hmm. it into the sea yeah. in his uh, swim trunks? Nah. Uh, yeah. He probably had one of those um, Aidan McGeady pens. You know, with the clicky pens with the colours. You seen that? <laughs> Um, and it, uh, I actually seen a tweet talking of Aidy McGeady. It was like, uh, Aidy McGeady's not had a good summer with pens because obviously he missed as well, didn't he, in, in the week? So uh, they are, Mark. You were saying earlier about players who left under a cloud. He's he's got to be one. I mean, because he oh, didn't yeah, put any, know, he didn't yeah. put anything out there about thank you to the club, thank you to the fans. There was nothing, just a picture of him with fucking Scott Brown. To be fair, I would be on the people that didn't want Jordan Jones back side of the fence. Uh, when it comes to Josh Valor, because I, I think he was overrated anyway. I've always said that about him. Um, but yeah, mm. he, he would be one of those 50-50 opinionated. Well, that's a good shout there, Rob. Well, well thought. So we'll go on to it. So who, who have Bradford got next week then? Do we know who Bradford... Is it Doncaster? Is it? Yeah, starting off for Yorkshire Derby against uh, Donny Rovers. That's, that's interesting because obviously you've got one of my favourites to go up in Bradford against um, you know a team with some good resources who've come down and um, oh, yeah, we, had, we, had a, we had a couple of Donny fans on towards the end of the season. We actually yeah. drew three each with them after being three 0 up. That was I, I still still get nightmares over that game thinking about. Yeah, it. me too. Um, but yeah, what what you, how do you fancy your chances going into that one, Simon? Uh, it's it's hard to say because like we've not had any competitive games of its all pre-season and. We get scalped off of Chesterfield at the weekend. That was 3-0 going on, 23-0 looking at the highlights. Oof. I think they had uh, two or three goals chopped off. City had one chopped off for offside, but it was only the one. <laughs> um, again, similar to Kelly, I think I'd take a draw. I think we'll probably be a bit more high scoring with City, so probably go for 2-2. But I, I always... I always, I don't. As long as you don't lose the first game of the season, because I always think that's a bit of a dampener. Like, I'll, I'll always take a draw first game because, no, no. especially in, um, especially in the sort of lower leagues, England, when there's like 562 games a season, like it feels as if like they're playing every like, two games every week at some points. I can, um, it can sort of when you lose one and lose a couple. Yeah, as as Shrewsbury will know, last season when we lost the first four games, didn't score a goal, and we had Sam Cosgrove up front. Holy hell, Bloody that hell. gives me nightmares. Sam Cosgrove, come on, at fans were talking about him signing when McInnes signed, and I was like, ah, 
<laughs> head and hands, like, yeah, please do not sign them. But, um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean there, Simon. It can be a nightmare. So, you know, it's always good to go and get a goal or, a, you know, to sort of kick things off or a, a point at least. I think um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go for another home win. I'm going to go for a 1-0. And uh, I'm going to go for a Harry Chapman free kick. There you go. I'll take that. I'll take that all day long. <laughs> a Harry Chapman screamer. Well, what about yourself, Rob? What, I've, I forgot to ask you about the predictions. Go on then. Kilmarnock and Bradford. Go for I was going to... I'm going to go 1-0, two home wins. Oh, top man, top man. Who's going to score for Kilmarnock? If you know well, which players... Um, I don't know too many at the minute, so I'll just say Lafferty because he's the only one I know when he's a striker. <laughs> if he plays, good. Well, I thought you were actually going to say Jordan Jones, funnily enough. Actually, I'm actually going for a Jordan Jones winner. Oh, yeah. Uh, and everyone will be licking his ass again. <laughs> all, all of you forgotten him. Um, last minute winner, 90, 95th minute winner. Um, stuff of dreams, eh? Um, stuff we live for on a Saturday. But, um, got- and then... And then Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury then, right, so Rob, you go first. You going to Morecambe, are you? Um, unfortunately not. Um, no, my my first game. Oh, no, I've, I've bloody clashes with the uh, the Commonwealth Games, done it? And we booked tickets a year ago, not knowing when the dates of the season were going to start. So, unfortunately, it clashes, so, um, and I can't get out of it. So, um, yeah, my first game will be the, the first home game of the season. So, um, I fancy us to win. I really do. I think we've made strong enough. Um, our, our first 11 is is already stronger than it was last season. A couple of injuries and the squad depth isn't great, but um, yeah, Morecambe finished the city with very poor last season and and got away with it, in my opinion. And um, I expect us to go there and do a job on them. I'll say 2-0. Two 2-0, nil. Two nil, interesting. I'm less optimistic as I'm with Killian Bradford. <laughs> um, <laughs> and funnily enough, um, I'm not going to go for a defeat, though. I think we're... We've got a good enough squad, like I say, not good enough starting eleven to get a draw. So I'm going to go one all. Um, I think, I think uh, who's going to score? Udo. Yeah, it's got. I was thinking it. Now I'm going to go for um, Shipley just because of his his cracking goal um, against uh, Burnley. I think. Yeah, I didn't say the goal scorers. Did I? I'll go Udo and Shipley's. Um, Shipley's oh, the, no, Cha- go... the upgrade to Chapman. I'll go Bayless then if you're going Shipley. Right, I found out. Oh, so yeah, I'm going for a Coventry player anyway. Okay, and then... Um, Rams it down. Yeah, the reason I say a draw, though, is because uh, the pre-seasons have been about, mm, you know... Yeah. Think, uh, now, we don't know what team's going to start. And and, and to be fair, Morecambe at home, uh, you know, on that day are pretty good. Um, we thumped them 5-0 towards the end of the season, but they'll have a different team. Uh, we'll have a slightly different team, but... Yeah, I can. It's one of them. In my head, I'm like, yeah, we could go there and win, but it's just because it's away. But again, like I said to Simon, um, and like he said, you know, the point is better than nothing. Um, and then we go and play Accrington at home. So I fancy both Kilmarnock in the first three games to get four points, and then Shrewsbury, I think, will start with four points in the first two two games as well. So I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that as well. But. Um, Anyway, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, a longer one tonight because of our guest, Simon, but it's been an absolute pleasure. We could have chatted for longer. Uh, I'm sure we'll chat again throughout the season, Simon, um, on, on Twitter, and we'll be sharing our views, good and bad. Um, I'll keep a, I'm will keep. i going to keep an eye out for Bradford this season, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially because, well, they're the B team, so we've got to. <laughs> Harry, Harry Chapman's there now, so we all want to see how he does. Um you watch, he'll have, a stink. he'll have a stinker, right, and get injured. Lee Angle will end up top goal scorer, 20 goals or something. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, cup draws are good. We can get a, a wee trip to Shrewsbury. 
Oh, yeah, yes, that will be again, good. Yes. Again, yeah. we only played you the other year. Yes. Well, we don't play as much as we used to because we used to play all the time in League One, mm. but yeah, and League Two, like, but now it'd be, it'd be good. Bradford's, I always like Bradford. I've been to Bradford's three times. We lost 4 2 on a Tuesday night, 3 1 without Terry Dunfield, Screamer. Uh, and then Tom Bradshaw got a couple of goals when we won 2 1. So there's always goals when I go to Bradford. Always goals. So yeah, but no. Anyway, that's that's it. That's a wrap. Uh, so Simon, thanks. Uh, obviously, Rob, thanks. We'll chat next week, Rob. Uh, Cheers, guys. Now. Thanks. Take care. Enjoy it.